Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Ask me what I think of Tucker Carlson's announcement that he's going to move things to Twitter, and I will tell you that it's a very smart move. But I would also be the first person to say, that sounds like a step one kind of move more than anything else. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on, my people? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. If you didn't hear uh, Tucker's announcement, I do want to share it with you because there's a a larger conversation at play here, regardless of, of where he goes. Going to Twitter makes perfect sense. Because it's social media and there's no way that his contract with Fox would preclude him from utilizing social media. I don't think, I think that's where he feels that he's most safe to bring more conversation as opposed to ending up on a platform like, for example, a Newsmax, which is absolutely desperate to get him. And understandable, Tucker brings massive ratings. But as we discussed yesterday, if more and more advertisers are coming to Fox because Tucker isn't there, well, what's the win? What's the lose? It's an important conversation because are we saying we have to give up honest brokers in order to get real advertisers? Representative Ocasio-Cortez, being the pseudo-intellectual that she is, said, uh, you know, Tucker is going to go to Twitter and it'll be Twitter brought to you my, by my pillow and only my pillow because that'll be the only advertiser that's left. This is a failure to understand what it is that Tucker, not Tucker, Elon has been doing. Elon Musk. Have you not seen subscriptions? Well, uh, uh, here, I'm looking at this and I'm saying this is where someone like myself wants to be. I want to be in the world of subscriptions. Subscriptions is the ability for me to say I want to offer people content that they're willing to pay for. So I go to monetization and there's subscriptions. Uh, My application has been accepted, build your subscriptions. So I could start offering content that only subscribers on Twitter have access to. Twitter is going to make a little bit of money. I assume they're going to take 30%. I'd have to take a look at the subscription terms. I'd get the rest. Maybe they split it 50-50. I assume they split it in the same way that the App Store does. They'll complain about the App Store, but they'll not take the money in the App Store. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse. They take a percentage. If I'm Tucker Carlson and I can't actually go about creating my own platform yet because I have to work out the buyout deal with Fox, the non-compete that I have. Isn't this a way to do it? Isn't this the way for everybody to do it? And if it's done in this way, I'm not worrying about advertisers because I have subscribers. So is the advertiser really impacted because Tucker is there? The Ayatollah's on Twitter. The advertiser hasn't said I'm not advertising on Twitter because the Ayatollah's here. So once again, Representative Ocasio-Cortez fails to understand the larger scope. She has gotten so bad at her social media game, it's embarrassing. And Tucker Carlson could easily have 20 million people very happily giving him $5 a month or whatever the case may be. That's real money for those of us playing the home game. Real, real 
real money. But what is it that he said? What is it that Tucker announced? Well, he kind of announced that his show is coming back. But it's the way he announced it that was so very interesting. Listen to this. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Now, that's a statement. That is a statement that the news you consume is a lie. And I couldn't figure out at this stage of his two-minute and 54-second announcement, was that him about to vilify the news media with proof, or is this just a bit of marketing? He continues. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. I think people would believe to an affirmative position that media misleads. I think that that is is true. I think that if Tucker has misled, can't the same thing be said about him? But maybe that part doesn't matter because the person who's not subscribing to Tucker isn't going to subscribe to Tucker anyway. Have I ever, in all my time in radio, misled anybody? Well, I think it's very obvious that there have been moments that there's been reporting, I've reported on it, and that reporting changed. Was that misleading? I think the question is, have I ever purposefully misled anybody? And the answer is no. Testify to that under oath. Never once, never ever have purposefully lied on air in order to move some kind of ratings opportunity. Never once. You'd have to go back and find it. I dare you to. Everything I discuss based on philosophy, based on my ideas or theories, based on the data as presented. Sometimes the data changes, that can change an opinion or a thought. But Tucker's engaged in a different conversation. They are lying to you, I am not. And he is saying, by extension, Fox is lying to you, I am not. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really. And it's utterly corrupting. On this, Tucker and I have zero daylight. 
the idea that someone can say, you can't say this, you can't say that. The only thing I can consider worse would be the idea of compelled speech, which is, for example, you must use this pronoun or that pronoun, which is why I will never do it. Let the chips fall where they may. I will not be told I have to engage in any compulsory speech. But certainly when you are told, hey, you're not allowed to talk about that, that is coercive, that is despicable, as he described it, uh, ugly, obscene, all of those things. I wholeheartedly agree. This brings us back to the rumor mill of why Tucker Carlson was let go. The rumor was, was that 60 Minutes had just done this whole January 6th piece with Ray Epps, who absolutely should be tried for his role in January 6th and driving people to the Capitol and driving people to riot. He should absolutely be charged. Don't tell me that man is innocent. I won't buy it for a second. They try and engage this rehabilitation of Ray Epps. They go after Tucker Carlson. Oh, he's totally obsessed with me. Oh, he wants to ruin my life. The story goes that Tucker Carlson wants to respond on his show, Tucker Carlson Tonight on Fox News. A Fox producer said, you can't talk about this because they didn't want to talk anything about January 6th. And Tucker Carlson said, we're done here. And that was the end of that. That's the rumor. I tend to believe a lot of that based on the sources that it came from. Now, what's really true is only known by the parties in question, and I'm never going to be one of those parties. Being told you're not allowed to talk about subject X is a reason to walk. Was it the reason here? Maybe. Back to Tucker. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. So it's funny, you could not have said that two years ago. Two years ago, Twitter was not a place of free speech. It took Elon Musk wasting $40 billion to free the platform. It is an important reminder of how absolutely awful, and I mean awful, Jack Dorsey is. Twitter, uh, he's Stripe, right? Big Sky, which is his new uh, company, which will be a social media uh, uh, platform. He allowed this to happen. He allowed for this to take place. He allowed the platform to be destroyed, overrun by ideological zealots who did not believe that you and I should be allowed to speak. I think anybody who trusts Jack Dorsey is out of their mind. And if you want to trust your financial services with him, you feel free. And I say this knowing full well. Uh, And I'm always clear, I don't lie for nothing. My family's in the credit card processing business. He's competition. I say it as clear as day. Trust that guy? Good Lord. I didn't say it before the disaster of Twitter. I say it now. 
Look what he did to people on Twitter. Imagine how they engage silencing through financial services. And you see this all the time with credit card companies saying, or processors, we don't process this, so we won't process that. Oh, we question you. Look what they do with uh, GoFundMe and everything else. When they say, oh, you can't be on here, or you can't be on here, you can't raise money for that. Twitter is the freest conversation platform right now, which is why I've gone back. I more and more shun Facebook, although I'd love to figure out what the bloody heck is going on over there with my Facebook page, Tony Katz Radio. It's nuts. It has just become this ridiculous hot mess. But I'm there at Locals where I'm able to control my own destiny. Just go to TonyKatz.com. I have re-engaged Twitter. Even Instagram, I mean, I haven't let go of it yet. But I'm just not as, as interested. I'm interested in the places I can talk. And if I'm a guy who's going to build a platform, Rumble, Locals, Twitter, aren't I done? Can't I, from all of that, find people who want to be a part of the conversations we're having, even outside of radio, and grow it and build it and be able to exchange uh, thoughts and ideas there? I say yes. Because Elon has allowed for that to happen, not by being a hero, but by being normal. And why wouldn't Tucker be in a place that he's already on where he can share his thoughts and ideas. None of this could have happened if Elon didn't do the thing and spend $40 billion on something that was totally not worth it. But he did it, and we're all better off for it. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. So that's that's the whole thing. That That's what he said. He will get the subscribers, millions of them, who will pay to watch his content. The specials maybe that he was working on will go there. Remember, as he we saw from one of those uh, leaked video clips, he wanted to put the stuff out on YouTube because it was easier to find than on News Nation. And if News Nation really does have that problem, that problem stinks. That problem does stink. Representative Ocasio-Cortez does not understand the audience that Tucker has. She's engaged in low-hanging fruit. Tucker is going to have millions of people because one of the things Tucker has been able to do is not comment on the national conversation, but cause it. So now, is he feeling he's on the platform that creates national conversations? He can cause national conversations. Maybe it makes it grow faster. Maybe it reaches even a bigger audience. People who normally wouldn't tune in to Fox. Maybe he sees the opportunity on the opportunity on the opportunity. That's what I think. But do I think that this is just step one? Absolutely, I do. Step one of multiple steps. I don't think this is the end final location for Tucker. It could be. I just don't think it is. I think it's going to be more of a wait and see game.
as for me, you already know that the minute Elon bought in, I came back. I won't have as many subscribers as Tucker, but damn it, I'm going to try. I'm Tony Katz. We are concerned. I'm a mother of two children. I live in the district, and I'm concerned about the amount of fentanyl that's coming through. I'm concerned about the inhumane treatment by the Biden administration and his failed border policies on the immigrants that have been coming through. Between April 16th and April 30th, we had 30 thousand illegal immigrants crossed through the RGV sector. 30,000, 20,000 of those assigned to Brownsville, Texas. My sources in the Mexico area tell me that between Matamoros and Reynosa, we have 50,000 illegal immigrants waiting to cross our border the moment Title 42 is lifted. The Biden administration has failed the American people. He has failed our border patrol agents. He has failed our border communities and he has failed America with his open border policy. But the GOP here will pass this week, HR2, which will put order on the border and finally secure our borders and bring our immigrants in a humane manner. That's Representative Monica De La Cruz. Uh, she is the Texas 15th uh, member of Congress. And as we get ready to have Title 42 lifted, uh, she's talking about 50,000 uh, people there, Reynosa and, and, and other places. You've got over 150,000 people who were amassing as of just two days ago. I assume that number has grown by now. I assume that number is much larger by now. Even Joe Biden is like, oh, yeah, oh, the border, it's going to be a it's going to be a hoot. I tell you, the border is going to be a going to be a bit of a, a sticky wicket. So but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. Chaotic is understatement of the decade. Did I say hello? Did I introduce myself? Tony Katz. Find everything. Tony Katz dot com. The phone number eight, three, three, four, six, eight, eight, six, six, nine, eight, three, three. Got Tony. Man. You think you think it's bad now. They're going to get overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is what's going to happen. And that's why you've got people like Governor Ron DeSantis getting very, very tough on this subject. Uh, what the bill does is a number of different things. Uh, this makes Florida the largest state in the country uh, to do full E-Verify for employment. And that's important because people are going to come if they get benefits. And so what you want to do is say there's not benefits for coming illegally. Uh, you're either here as a native or you come legally. And those are two, two fine things. But to come across the border and end up getting benefits in Florida, you know, does not make sense. So we already have, it's already against the law for someone to be employed if they're here illegally, uh, but the E-Verify provides a way to make sure that that's enforceable, so we think that that's something that's going to make a big, big difference. It very well may, but I think what he's really doing is showing that, look, we're not going to put up with this. There are things that the states can do, even if Joe Biden is going to do nothing, and he's right about that, and so they should, but as we've been talking about today, get ready for just bad things over the next few days we're not ready we're not ready for what's coming and it's going to be a real problem for all of us 
not just Texans. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Representative James Comer is not stopping when it comes to probing the Biden family, and the White House is accusing Comer and the GOP of conducting an evidence-free probe into the Biden family. Meanwhile, as reported by the New York Post and others, the Bidens pocketed a million dollars from a corrupt Romanian oligarch just as Vice President Joe was lecturing the country on ethics. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.com. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. TonyKatz.com. House oversight revealing that more than a million dollars flowed from a Romanian businessman to the Biden family. They had this whole press conference. I'm going to share parts of it with you. A 36-page memo. The committee cites subpoenaed bank records to describe how $3 million dollars was transferred from uh, a a company um, uh, to uh, a place called Robinson Walker LLC, which was controlled by Hunter's business partner, Rob Walker, between November of 2015 and May of 2017. Of that $3 million, roughly a third, $1,038,627.08, was transferred to bank accounts belonging to Hunter, first da- daughter-in-law Haley Biden, and an unnamed Biden family member. Oh, you've got data. You've got data. Well, now I'm paying attention. About that progress. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with the Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates account that funneled the Bidens' money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. Now, this kind of shadows an allegation that $3 million was taken in by the Bidens from the Chinese firm CEFC China Energy. And as we heard from former Speaker Newt Gingrich the other day, Hunter Biden is a drug addict. Hunter Biden is a sex addict. Hunter Biden is an alcoholic. Why would anybody do business with Hunter Biden? Why would anyone anywhere and at any time do business with Hunter Biden? And the answer is the only reason to do business with Hunter Biden is so you can get close to Joe Biden. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie 
in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements, showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. Now I want to say a few remarks about the developments last week. Well, I will get into that in a, in a moment. Hold you, you just settle down, James Comer. One thing at a time. Um, this is bad for the Bidens. And we should be perfectly clear, if we want to play the game, we can play the game. You know the game. You know the game. The game is a simple one. What if it was Trump? Any of these stories, substitute the name Biden with the name Trump. Whether it's for Hunter, you could substitute Eric or Donald Jr. or Ivanka or Jared Kushner. For Biden, you could uh, replace with Donald Trump. How much would this be the front page lead story on CNN? By the way, did you see that when talking about Tucker Carlson going to uh, uh, putting his show on Twitter... CNN put the story out as right-wing extremist Tucker Carlson. Did you see that nonsense? It, uh, what are you... I, I, I wrote, seriously, Chris Licht, start firing people and hire better people. He's the new CEO over there. And then one of my... The, the local news affiliates here in Indianapolis, Wish TV, they put out the same tweet. It was like, guys... Stop using CNN as a news source. This is embarrassing. This is silly. And and they deleted it. Now I got to assume that it's just somebody in in you know some intern some some person in their newsroom is like okay this is the tweet we put it out this is the tweet we carry the story because we use them as a a news service and we put it out we put it out we put it out and nobody thought twice and that's part of the problem that nobody nobody thought twice. Are we not going to pay attention to the story about Joe Biden and the money because it's Biden? If it was Trump, it would be all we talk about. Every which way but loosed. Yet somehow we won't talk about this. Congressman Byron Donalds discussing it. That is the entire purpose here. Here's an example of what I mean. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings, RSTP2 Alpha, RSTP2 Bravo, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, Rosemont Seneca Bohai. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Bohai, B-O-H-A-I. And the list goes on and on. Cycling through this many companies serves no legitimate purpose. And as somebody who actually worked in banking, I did that long before I came here. Whenever there was like this many companies just laying all over the place and you see wire transfers and cashier checks over here going to random members of the family for no apparent purpose at the size and velocity at which all of this was being conducted, the only logical conclusion of a financial professional is you are concealing money. Let me restate this. You are concealing money from either the IRS or from credit agencies or from other people in general. 
That's the only reason you set up a structure like this. Maybe. Now, innocent until proven guilty, we should be perfectly clear. Innocent until proven guilty, always. Which brings us to Representative Nancy Mace, who, man, she's an interesting one, to say the least. And in this, well, she's got words for the DOJ. The DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged, prosecuted, and maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. Also, as mentioned by the chairman, I want to thank you. The legislative priorities we have of our committee, this is not a witch hunt. This is not a conspiracy theory. That's very, very direct, isn't it? The DOJ needs to get off its ass? Ah. Sorry. Sorry. That's how you make friends. That's how you make friends. I mean, that's just, that is just spectacular right there. What do I think of what we know? I absolutely believe that the Biden family is shady. I absolutely believe that Hunter Biden is corrupt. I absolutely believe that Hunter and Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, traded on the Biden family name. I absolutely believe they utilized Joe Biden's power and and position in order to profit. I think the idea that maybe uh, Biden was uh, providing information to a foreign national for dollars, that's something you'd absolutely still have to prove to me, although that allegation is out there. Everything about these people is wicked and gross. Everything about them is dirty. And the more we learn, the more we see, the dirtier they get. If you ask me whether or not Joe Biden is complicit in a whole bunch of dirty stuff, I believe so. But I need an investigation. As I've often said, I cannot start an investigation. I cannot stop an investigation. I don't get worked up by an investigation. But Representative Mace is right. The DOJ better damn well do one. If they don't, then you know how political Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is and how important it is that Mitch McConnell never let that guy in the Supreme Court. If the last name was Trump, there would already be 27 investigations. There should at least be one. I'm Tony Katz. The failure of San Francisco is complete, but one should be perfectly clear what we're talking about here is not actually San Francisco, We're talking about an ideology that is guaranteed to end in ruin for all of us. If you want to know where the fight is, if you you want to know what it is that you're actually up against, allow me to share it with you in less than 60 seconds. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com. That's where it's all at. On Twitter at Tony Katz, there was a shooting in San Francisco at a Walgreens. And a 24-year-old named Banco Brown was killed, B-A-N-K-O. He was shoplifting. He was stealing. And we have seen, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's Los Angeles, New York, I've seen in my beloved Indianapolis, people steal from stores all the time. They grab carts of this and, and handfuls of that, and they just walk out of the store, and nobody stops them. 
So when this guy was shoplifting, a security guard, private security guard who worked there, named Michael Earl Wayne Anthony, shot and killed him and cites self-defense. As a matter of fact, the district attorney, Brooke Jenkins, declined to file charges against the guard, saying the same thing. People go crazy. How dare you? A black man loses his life. It doesn't matter if he's shoplifting. After all, it's just things, and things aren't the same as human life. And you have heard this argument before. Things aren't the same as human life. Shoplifting's okay. It's a victimless crime. They have insurance. Meanwhile, business after business is closing in San Francisco. Business after business has said we can't do work in San Francisco anymore. It happens again and again and again. San Francisco is an untenable situation because they are unwilling to say to their constituents, look, you can't steal. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to force you out of the city. We're going to stop this. The people haven't stood up to say to hell with this. You have to, uh, at night, open up the trunk of your car to prove that nothing's in there so nobody will steal your stuff. The car break-ins, the robberies, the burglaries, the attacks on the street, never mind the human feces, everything else, and the people of San Francisco are like, oh, this is fine. This is all just fine. Well, this conversation, this conversation about property and people now has a face in the name of a supervisor named Dean Preston. And District 5 Supervisor Dean Preston wants you to know that he's pushing forth legislation. Hey everyone, uh, District 5 Supervisor Dean Preston. Uh, As the pressure continues to mount uh, for the district attorney to release the videotape of Walgreens security guard uh, shooting and killing Banco Brown, uh, we also need to take some action to make sure this never happens again. That's why today at the Board of Supervisors, I will be calling for legislation uh, to specifically prohibit security guards from drawing their weapons uh, to protect property. Um, Human life is more important than property. We need to change our local law so that security guards cannot unholster their weapons uh, just to protect property. If you don't believe in property rights, and property is not just, you know, where you live, property is your things, then you don't believe in the American way. One cannot be free if one does not have property rights. If you are not allowed to say no, if you are not allowed to stop the thief, if you are not allowed to stop the offender, if you are not allowed to say no, you have no rights. What Dean Preston is arguing is that the citizen should be the slave to the criminal because the criminal is somehow coming from a moral perspective of, well, they didn't have food, they didn't have this, they didn't have that, they didn't have advantages, they've been put upon this and other things, and so therefore it's okay if they steal. It's not okay. This is the going down the road, not the startup. This is the planting of the flag of your property rights don't mean anything. Your property rights should not be protected. And if property rights are not protected, there is no freedom. 
None. You are no longer a citizen. You are a subject at that moment. Your job is to live in fear, and every day is the purge. There is no need for police, and there is no need for courts if there is no need to protect private property. None. That's what this commie, Dean Preston, is putting forth. Oh, you think I give a good holy damn if he doesn't like being called a commie? Don't say commie things. I won't call you a commie. You know why? Because you won't be a commie. But when you don't believe in personal property, when you don't believe in property rights, when you don't believe in the ability to defend property rights, well then, my gosh, you're a commie. Your argument is Walgreens belongs to all of us. It doesn't belong to all of us. You got to pay for the things in Walgreens. If Walgreens had any brains whatsoever, they would close every store. Just be done with it. Forget San Francisco. I don't know where they're going to go for their dental floss, but that's not my problem. And it shouldn't be your problem. It should be their problem. This move is all the proof you need that the left has moved itself completely into this communist point of view. The idea of a democratic socialist is nonsense. They don't believe in personal property rights. They don't believe in protecting personal property. They don't believe in your right to own things. What you own is up to debate from them. Man, that's dangerous. But there's no way to end a show, Tony. That is not cool. But I had to bring the story to you. I had to. I mean, it's, you know... This is not Vietnam. There are rules. I'll have more on this in the coming days. Uh, uh, Drink responsibly, won't you? That's all I can ask. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.